0: Welcome back. Whittemore Center here at UNH in Durham, New Hampshire, where the score after two is Merrimack 4, UNH 1. I'm Mike Macknick with John Leahy. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies, where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Mike McMahon joins us from the MacReport.com, also the Eagle Tribune. And college hockey news, and uh, Mike uh, Star Wars night here at uh, the Whittemore Center in Durham. I guess for Merrimack, it's kind of been like the last couple of games, the offense awakens. But uh, four goals Friday, four goals again here tonight, and uh, getting some production and some uh, some offense from some guys like Lane McKay and Evan Bell, who have uh, looked good. Uh, younger guys getting into the mix. All this, all this stuff has to bode pretty well for uh, not only for next week's game against Northeastern to close the the uh, the first half of the year, but also the second half, I would think.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they're getting some goals. That's what they've needed for a while. It's, it's kind of funny that you look at the schedule I was looking at before I came over here, and they, they're either scoring four or five in a game, or they're scoring one. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's really no in-between. Uh, but hey, I think I think they'll take nights like this for sure. Yeah. Um, so...
0: You got a goal for tonight, a goal from every line, for example. Okay. Uh, but it's more than that, I think. You know, We mentioned Bell. Uh, he's back in the lineup tonight and looks like he's been in there for, for weeks, I guess. And uh, you know, leading the rush offensively, going hard to the net as he was on that play. Yeah, he draws a penalty. That's one of those penalties I think that you don't mind
1: drawing. Absolutely, yeah, he's quick too. I mean, they talked about how, how, how good of a skater he was before he got here when they committed him. And there's been a couple of times, I you don't know, in the first period where he drove the net, made a play, got a puck on net, looped behind, and before you know it, he's back at the blue one. Uh, he, he's a quick skater, he can move. And uh, that's, that's been the big thing tonight, I think, is they, early in the game, it, it seemed like they were being forced to dump the puck a little bit more, but then all of a sudden it opened up. And they've got some guys that can skate now. You know, before, in years past, this especially here, has been a little bit of a nightmare there for them, because they just did get outskated, but not anymore. I, mean, they've, I think they've outskated UNH and I'm not granted UNH is their third game in five days, but uh, they've outskated UNH tonight, and that's when they've been effective, is when they've been able to carry the puck into the zone. There's a lot of open space, but they can sort of use that now, whereas maybe five, six years ago, they really weren't able to.
0: That's what I was going to say, was looking at the goals that were scored in the first period, I mean, but the, uh, the Petty goal, the uh, Tavernier goal, an individual effort, even the Larson goal with it being started off by Bell, I would say, you know, those goals all coming as a result, really, of, of speed and yeah. the ability to transition the puck quickly.
1: Yeah, I thought the Petty goal in particular was a really nice play by Cole McBride, who yeah. kind of hangs onto that puck and draws both defensemen to him, and then at the last second gets the puck over to Petty, now Petty's alone, right? So he's able to make a move. Uh, by himself and a So, yeah, they've, they've they've had a couple of times here where they've entered the zone, with, even that didn't result in goals, where they've entered the zone with some numbers, with some speed. You can think of the play where Hennig hits the po- hits the crossbar in the second period, kind of the same thing. They've been able to hit that blue line with some speed and not slow down and attack the net quickly, and that's, what, I think, where they've been able to use their skating the most.
0: A couple of huge saves for Craig Pantano, uh, one on the breakaway there. What, what do you see in terms of his development and his particularly his confidence right now?
1: Yeah, it just seems like nothing phases him. I mean, that's what they talk about, but... Uh, I think you go back to to Friday and they allow the first goal and doesn't seem to bother him, and they come back and win four to one here tonight. He allows a first goal, first goal, 30 seconds into the game. I mean, that can throw a lot of goaltenders, and here they are, the two of the four to one lead. So, uh, I think I think part of it is I think he's handled the puck a lot better than, than he did earlier on when he first took over. Uh, I think you know whether it's behind the play or excuse me behind the net uh, or in the crease. You've seen a couple times where he's kind of made a stop with a stick and, and been able to get it out to somebody, or even plug it off the blocker and get it out to somebody. Uh, but, but overall, I think mean, he's just calm, cool, and collected. And that's kind of been the hallmark for their goalies here. You know, you think about like Giannata, um uh, Rasmus Tier and I mean Colin Delia. everybody's it's all been the same stuff. They've always talked about how cool, calm, and collected they are. And I think Pantano's in in that mold for sure. It hasn't been a lot that's been uh, negative, but I guess when you 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 know going in
0: going in, you're not going to get a lot of power plays at UNH. You got to be careful not to uh, not to negate your own power play when you take penalties, and that has happened a couple times.
1: Yeah, it's happened twice. The first one, I don't really know what happened on the first one, a face-off violation. Uh, I, I've seen that called a couple of times this year. I think it was called on Merriman. Back earlier this year, Colgate. Uh, I don't know if it had to do with uh, how quickly he moved his stick off the ice or what, but uh, yeah, that, that was kind of a weird one, and like I said, both times they've had him cut short, especially where their power plays been so deadly, you want to try to get it out there as much as you can. And on the flip side, the
0: penalty kill's done a good job. I mean, against the UNH, you knew coming in, both these teams, top penalty, uh, two of the top power plays in the country, uh, UNH hasn't been able to get much going, and th- that was an area where they were potentially able to get back in the game, but they haven't been able to.
1: Yeah, and, and you got to expect, you're probably going to have to kill another one in the third, and that's usually how it goes on the road at least, so uh, I think the penalty, the penalty kills look good over the last couple of weekends, and they had a stretch there at the beginning of the year where uncharacteristically they were they were struggling. But I think the penalty kills look good, and, and the penalty kill kind of struggled at the end of last year too. Remember, remember, yeah. remember talking like January, February when their power play was kind of coming up, their penalty kill was kind of going in the wrong direction, and it was the opposite early. I, I think they're they're inching closer towards getting both of their special teams in moving in the right direction, which is a good sign. Uh, the Warriors lead here four to one
0: at UNH in the uh, at the end of the second period to play Mike McMahon. With us. Uh, anything going on recruiting wise? Anything new to talk about
1: there? Uh, nothing, no new commitments lately. I know uh, they've got some guys that are playing really well. Uh, Ethan DeStefani is coming back off of an ACL surgery last year, uh, playing in the North American Hockey League. I think he's got seven goals in 13 games or something like that. And uh, the prep season just started. So uh, Michael Kesslering and Kevin Wall both just started their prep seasons. Uh, and then, you know, they've got some other guys in the USHL that are playing well. I think, Jordan, uh, I think Jordan Seifert had a couple of goals last week. Get in the USHL. Uh, so they've no new commits lately, but they've got some guys that are that are starting to, to get going a little bit where uh, maybe scoring-wise they were a little slow at the beginning of the year, especially the USHL. I mean, jumping into the USHL is like jumping into college hockey. When you're, when you're first in there, it takes some time to adjust. And I think the guys that they have in that league are starting to adjust a little bit, and, and we've seen offensive totals kind of creep up.
0: We were talking a little bit uh, earlier in the period, Mike, about taking a look around hockey east. How about BU scoring nine on Norm Bazin's UMass? Lowell River Riverhawks. Never thought we'd see that.
1: Yeah, me neither. They, they've been waiting for that one, too. I, mean, they, I don't think anybody expected them to be, what, 7 10 and 1 or whatever they were going into that game either. So uh, we'll see if that's a breakout for them, if they're able to kind of capitalize. You know, they're in a weird spot where they're going to lose some guys for the World Juniors in a couple of weeks, and then they're going to lose some guys for the Olympics a couple of weeks after that. So uh, they, they're they a young team, and I think they're going to be losing some guys, particularly for the Olympics. They're probably going to lose some of of their veteran guys, which are really the guys that they need, uh, I think. So a guy like Jordan Greenway, for example, is probably going to be a guy that they that they're going to be without. I would assume for the Olympic team, uh, especially with the development this week with, with Russia not going, the, the KHL is threatened to not like guys out of contract, so That could mean even more college players and more college players end up going. So uh, that, that's they're going to have to still survive some some tidal waves there in terms of losing some guys. All right, Mike. Next week, Northeastern. Uh, assuming
0: they hold on here, uh, pull up these two points. That's an Another two points next week at home against a Northeastern team that I, they didn't play badly against in a yeah. couple of games. Caden Primo, though, uh, seems like he's got that job nailed down and he was a tough goaltender to beat. What do you see next week and, and, and what do they have to do to, to try to, I, I guess, you know, find a way to beat this guy? He's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I feel like Primo's the the piece that they've been missing. Because uh, for the last couple of years their offense has been pretty good, whether it was Kevin Waugh or Zach Aston-Reese last year. Now this year it's Goddet and Sakura. I mean they've always had guys that have been able to score. They, they just never had goaltending. I mean even even the year a couple of years ago when they won Hockey East, I think Ryan Ruck did it with like an 8.90 save percentage. I mean, uh, they, they weren't getting you know top quality goaltending. Uh, it was good enough obviously, but it wasn't you know it wasn't what Caden Primo's giving them. So uh, Primo just takes up so much. The net is so big. Uh, I, I think you just got to get as much many pucks on him as possible. Uh, them moving. Get him moving a little bit, exactly. Make him play the puck a little bit. Uh, we've seen Merrimack do that in the past. Um, you can think even earlier in, in He's run as head coach, where if you had a guy where you wanted to get him moving a little bit, even on their dumps, if they were dumping for a change, you wanted to see him dump it on net just to make him play the puck. Uh, they, they used to do that with Matt, o, Matt O'Connor. Uh, the same thing when he was at BU? So uh, I think you could see something like that. Maybe just try to make him get out of the net or make him move around as much as he can. And that could be as simple as, hey, if you're going to dump the puck because we need to change, jump it on net and make him play.
0: All right, thanks a lot, Mike. It should be good. You'll have the previews, all the previews this week. I'm sure leading up to that game against Northeastern on Saturday, shaping up as a big one for the Warriors. We, uh, thanks as always for joining us, and maybe we'll talk to you then. Sounds good. Thanks. All right, that's Mike McMahon from the MacReport.com, also College Hockey News and the Eagle Tribune. Our score here: Merrimack four, UNH one. After two, we're back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.